Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now here's your host, DJ Payne. Ahoy and welcome to episode 48 of Thrive Deeper. DJ Payne here, your host of your favourite podcast, I'm assuming it's this one, and on this week's episode, Matthew Jacoby and myself get into the final conversation around the book of Proverbs. We break down self-discipline, spiritual disciplines and self-control even more on this one. We look at different practices that has been really helpful and we feel challenged about in our own lives. Tasmania. It was a short, just a short trip over. Actually, we went and um, uh, I spoke at Camp Clayton, which is in the north of Tasmania, and then the band played. Okay, is that uh, like when you say north, Launceston? Uh, yeah, it's sort of it's between Devonport and Ulverston. Okay, uh, yeah, amazing, beautiful camps oh. right on the Tasmania, right on the coast there. Oh, everything's such a beautiful place. Yeah, and uh, and then we played at, at a church in Launceston in. Uh, Launceston, it's pronounced, not Launceston. I, for, I said know, it. I, I said it the right way. Yeah, you did. Worry. You did well. I know. Uh, but if, if they don't like it if you say Launceston. No, do not say Launceston. <laughs> yeah, and then so we we just did that and then came back. So it was quick. Yeah, quick it's trip a for us. Beautiful place. Yeah. Oh, love it. Such a beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, but overall, uh, how often do you guys get down to Tassie? Not not enough, obviously. Uh, we, we'll do a concert kind of a, a short concert stint there every couple of years. Okay. Fantastic. So this is sort of between that. All right. Yeah. Just a little, just a little, little hop, hop it was over a there. Jaunt. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, that's good. That's good. And uh, my usual question: How's the new album going? Oh, <laughs> would you get get off my, off my case? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's, uh, it's creeping along. Uh, good. Good. Maybe maybe we need to talk about this in light of. Self-discipline. I don't know. But oh, the, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm teasing. Now, listen. We we uh, we've we've gone. We, we, this is our last episode on the Book of Proverbs, and we've looked at a myriad mm. of topics and themes through the through the Book of Proverbs. And it seems that we're finishing off in the last few episodes about discipline, the different mm. forms of discipline, including self-discipline. Now, I've been. I did a bit of homework, did a bit of research, and looked up all the myriad of things that theologians and philosophers have called spiritual disciplines over the years. And there's Mm. a myriad, like there's so many, and I've got it down to about the top 12 or so. Okay, all right. right. Yeah, hit me, go. Um, The top, you know, and I think these are sort of in order of how often they're talked about as a self-discipline when it comes to the spiritual disciplines. Meditation, prayer, fasting, the life of simplicity, fellowship, journaling, chastity, Stewardship, obedience, study, uh, evangelism, contemplation, confession, solitude, gratitude, self-examination, sitting in silence, and the spiritual discipline of celebration. Now, wow. some of some of them on there, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. But oh, there's a couple of double ups there. Yeah, then there's. Uh, it sounds like to me there's a, two different ways of saying a pretty much oh, the it's same an interesting thing. List though. I mean, we could talk about. Each one of those, which we won't. But, 
But I just thought as we're wrapping up this discussion uh, about self-discipline, self-control, you know, thinking about it as, as yes, it's a, it's a, it's an act of the, uh, you know, it's part of the fruits of the spirit. It's something that we, you know, that we practice ourselves. Last week, uh, Matt, you got very uh, personal talking about the breakthroughs spiritually that you've had when it comes to the thought of sitting still before God. Mm. I I kept on calling it meditation. Other people would yeah, call, call it different. That if you want, yeah. yeah, other people would call it different things. Um, what are some other you know, when, when we think of these spiritual disciplines, when we think of these self-disciplines, these acts mm. of self-control when it comes to the spiritual walk, are there any other things, any other forms that, you know, especially out of that list? Well, one that we did uh, mention in the last episode was fasting. Yeah. Um, and and I my suggestion is the most important form of fasting is fasting from media. Yeah. Like fasting from uh, entertainment media and social media media. Uh, well, for, for periods of time. And I think for young people, we might, as old people, we might laugh at that as a concept. Yep. Uh, older generations, the boomers might even just, yep. be, that would be ridiculous. But I saw a study not long ago where they asked uh, the millennials and the younger yep. millennials, what would you rather give up for 24 hours, uh, you know, 48 hours, you know, three days, these type yep. of things, food, water, Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. And overwhelmingly... The most important thing for all of these yeah. young people was having a Wi-Fi connection yeah. for their phone. Yeah. They would rather. I'm happy to yeah. fast for two or three days without food or water. Yeah. Just give me that Wi-Fi yeah, connection. Right. I'll be fine. Well, I mean, the, the, I think one of the ideas originally of fasting is is that you give up something that otherwise preoccupies your mind, so that you can give your mind over to God. And um, I mean, food, we, we don't have to work for our, you know, I mean, we don't work directly for food or, I mean, I, I still think that f- that physical food fasting can be good. In fact, it's actually very healthy uh, to do intermittent fasting, but that's another, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's another uh, topic. Uh, actually, uh, to me, I would say clearly the most, and I'm talking about myself, clearly the most valuable form of fasting and, and a form that has, uh, that has um, facilitated, let me put it that way, uh, really quite important breakthroughs in my life has been uh, media fasting. Yeah, I think mm. I think I, I, I would I can remember going and spe- like putting time aside for God and looking at my watch, thinking, uh, oh, okay, that's half an hour. Oh, that should do. You know, like b- because my mind is thinking, I just want to go watch telly. Yeah. I've got that show. I've got that. Like that's constantly, it's because there was always something I would rather be doing. Mm. And so I realised I actually needed to fast from those things that I would rather be doing, mm. um, that I would, I would clear my weeks. And so what I did is that I cleared my, my weeks of those things and said, okay, that stuff is just for the weekend, um, which was just entertainment media for me. For a, it wasn't, it's not like ongoing. I mean, I, it, it was for a, a period of my life of about probably two years, yeah. um, but it was a very trans, trans, you know, and, and it's not, and it's not that these things years. are wrong no, no, or it, evil or bad. Yeah. I mean, well, sometimes they are, but uh, <laughs> but um, uh, but that's not the point. The point that we're talking, or yes. that I, certainly that I'm talking about, is is not. It's not about whether it's moral or immoral. Mm. It's about 
the what it does to our minds mm, and how mm. it distracts our minds and overstimulates our minds. And and therefore I think it's something that we absolutely need to fast from. So we've talked about, uh, you know, the concept of, you know, being still meditate, you know, slash meditating. Yeah. We've talked about the concept of uh, fasting. Mm. Uh, one of the other ones that popped out on me on this list, and I've seen it before from different, you know, um, people talking about different spiritual disciplines and it really resonates with me and I have found it to be of really big uh, breakthroughs for myself is the concept of, of journaling, of uh, writing. Okay, yeah. And I know that sounds like a bit – in my – uh, you know, in my uh, this is going to sound horrible, but in my masculine mind, mm. in my in mm. my male mind, I go really journaling. Please, yeah. do you need you're going to pull it out of your little handbag there, right, your little matey, and write a little journal? But no, it, it's it's been. I'm in- glad you've got over that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I just the war of the male brain yeah. here. But I tell you, this um, for me, doing it as a spiritual discipline, doing it in in light of. In a prayerful way, but yeah. not saying it's a prayer, not yeah. writing it as a, as a prayer. Mm. It, I've I have mm. had so much breakthrough in the wow. way that I think about wow. my life yeah. and where I sit in the place of things, and seeing the story of my life. Okay, that has been so helpful to me spiritually. So, so what does that what does that look like for you? Is it? I mean, to get, practically, what does that look like? You you do you sit down? Yeah. And it's like, do you do you wait like, and then no, no, no. There, there, there's no. It's not. Or it's like you're reading. Do you read something in the Bible no, and then write? To, like, no, what do you do? no, no. It is for one of a better word. It's different things to different people. I know. Yeah. For me, it's almost like writing, keeping a diary. Okay, so you just start writing. I just start writing. I write about what happened today, and then and then a lot of times as I'm writing, it's helping me. It's the flip side for me. Yeah. Of we talked about last episode, and you mentioned it again today about this fasting from media, mm. and the problem is, and I and I this is the the yeah. ongoing argument that I have with my with my three children at home, my three yeah. boys at home. Yeah. There's nothing better. They're gr- one of their greatest joys, and I was the same growing up. I just only had four channels on TV to do it. Is vegging out in front of the yeah, television, yeah. you know, literally, and I understand that, like, literally, two of my boys. Their idea of utter paradise is can we all lie around for two hours and watch a movie together yeah. or watch uh, a couple yeah, episodes? Too, yeah. yeah, and they just love that sense of family, being together, yeah, vegging yeah. out, yeah, even the physicalness of yeah, like yeah. lying all over each other yeah. type of thing. They love that aspect. Yeah. I understand that. But the flip side of that, that passiveness of your brain mm. is for me is journaling. Yeah. It is It is for me the most active part of consciousness yeah, for me of of being able to write and as I'm writing I'm forming thoughts I form new thoughts and I actually form a lot of my yeah. original okay. opinions yeah. and and thoughts and stuff like that especially about God's work in my life yeah around this wow. and what I actually yeah. and sometimes I actually find myself writing about things that hang on, how come I've written so much about this yeah. one thing and I realise, oh, this is important. Yeah. I'm meant to be writing about this. Yeah. This is something that's going on that I, I didn't realise type of thing. So and and, and I, I'd imagine that that there would be a, a really powerful sense of God speaking to you through that. It's yeah. like you, you're, you're writing this down and the God who lives in your heart is, is it's not like you're channelling or no, something no. like that. But, but uh, I mean, you, you are... Um, uh, like you are constantly being guided by God, and and, and I, I mean, 
I think God is constantly speaking to us. Yes. And so the the times when I have journaled and I and I haven't interestingly, I haven't done I haven't done this a lot. And yeah. um as you say that I, I feel like it might be a good idea for me to start doing that. Um but I know that when I have done it's been a powerful there've been some really powerful times where I've written things down and I feel like God has has really spoken to me through yeah through that process. It's 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 partly that and I and again I get very scared of of equating anything that I write with like you know God's voice or anything like that. And I know you're not saying that. Yeah. I know you're not saying that. The powerfulness for me is is the bigger concepts I might be getting a bit airy fairy here. Excuse me everybody if I do. The day but that, that you get I actually <laughs> I will celebrate the day that you get airy fairy. The airy, airy fairy yeah. for me is not airy yeah. fairy for everybody else. Let me just put it out there. I but, want you to be airy fairy. But, but the, okay, the biblical concept that God has has um, put us in a place of authority yeah. and and wants us to step up with responsibility, yeah. and in that stepping up into our position of what God has called yeah. us to be, He meets us. You know what He He like. We rise to the occasion, yeah. you know, type of thing, and he meets. What has this got to do with journaling, though? It, it for me, it has everything to do with journaling. I don't. I feel closer to God in an act of I am rising up to His calling uh, yeah, in my yeah. life okay, yeah. as I'm writing about these things that He's doing in my life, and I'm actively okay. seeing it. And he's and I feel uh, yeah, okay. more than his voice speaking to me, as in like I'm writing and I'm reading it and going, oh, this is God talking to me. It's more that as I'm writing and I'm having these ideas, I feel God's voice saying, "Now you're onto something." Yeah. So this it's is like it. you are actively processing yes, yes. what God is doing in yes. your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and what you probably already know God has been teaching you, but yes. by putting it down, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it actually is a kind of a witness to yourself. And, and it's the and yeah, it's the, I gotcha. and yeah. it's the story. I mean, again, it might also be. Pu- be part of the fact that I feel like I'm a wired, God wired my brain for storytelling yeah, yeah. and God wired yeah. my brain to enjoy yeah. movies and stories yeah. more than any other type yeah. of, of, of entertainment. And as I'm writing it out, I'm seeing the script, you yeah. know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing the themes and going, yes, this is yeah. the theme, this is another theme. Yeah. So that part, that yeah. spiritual oh, discipline. I was I was hoping for something more airy-fairy than that. <laughs> That's about as airy fairy as it gets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so there you go. There's my there's there's one spiritual discipline. Um, you know that is probably not often talked about as as a spiritual discipline. Uh, a lot of people. I, I mean, I, I would. I've talked to a lot of people who for, for whom journaling is a yes. really important discipline. Yeah. So. I don't know yeah. for a lot of people journaling is 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 uh, a prayerful thing. Yeah. I know for other people journaling, this is where I would sort of stay away from, I, but I have dear friends who do it. It's like, okay, God speaks to me and they're trying to write it in God's voice type of thing. Mm. I that I, For me personally, if that's what God mm. has called you to do, rock on. I, I, I have, I've done that. Yeah. If, uh, so now you're going to accuse me of being airy-fairy, but <laughs> I, like I've totally, where, where I have written down what I feel like what I feel God is saying yeah. to me and and actually I've looked back on that and and I in looking back I, I have felt that there was something there that was beyond what I would have naturally yes. have come up with in that situation yeah. and it's it's all completely basic biblical stuff I mean yes. it's nothing yeah, there's yeah. no like extra kind Look. of revelation there in that sense but um, it has been significant for me to actually tune into the voice of God. The, the closest thing that I, that I will <clears throat> I will come to that mm. is in this practice, this spiritual 
disciplined practice of journaling, <clears throat> sometimes I'll start with a Bible verse that has just been bouncing in my head. You know mm. how people say, oh, I've got a, I've got a, uh, a song that won't stop playing yeah. in my head. Sometimes, and working in music radio, yeah. I often have that all yeah. the time, yeah. but sometimes it's a verse yeah. or a line yeah. from a verse yeah. that is just continually bouncing yeah. in my head. And uh, and I'm not accused. I'm not saying that it's you know uh, some spiritual thing. It just is. And uh, so sometimes my journaling practice will come to that. Yeah. I'll look up the verse where it comes from. I'll look. I'll look mm. into that. I'll write that out. Mm. So there's been times where in my journaling I will write out scripture. You know, mm. and I'm not trying to reword it or anything. You know, mm. airy fairy <laughs> like that. But writing it out and then and then really trying to meditate or contemplate on that in mm. my journaling. Mm. Probably the break, one of the breakthrough passages for me as a young man in in this practice was when I came to, and I'm looking forward to because I know in a little while, some point this year we're getting there in the book of Hebrews, mm. and in Hebrews yeah, we are going to get there, yeah, yeah later and, in the year. Yeah. I, don't, I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, am I, am well, I going to have to wait? Uh, am I allowed to have yeah. a favorite book of the Bible? I don't know, yeah. but and, uh, and you're not allowed to read it until then. <laughs> <laughs> but in Hebrews 11, where it says in the middle of all this talk about faith, it, the, the writer just says. Just in the middle of talk, I think he talks about Enoch and other other people. He just basically just stops and says, look, by the way, it's impossible to please God without faith. To to, to come to God, you actually need to believe that he is Mm -hmm. and that that he's a rewarder of those who digitally seek him through faith. Uh, Writing that verse out and really contemplating each word and what it meant to me as a young Christian changed the way that Mm. I thought about God entirely. That echoes still to this day of that very basic foundation thing that I, that I fight in my own heart all the time of, hey, if you want to come to God, you have to come to him by faith. And the step one is you believe that he is. Yeah. You just believe that he is. Because yeah. there's so many times in my God, in my life, that I actively live that I don't believe yeah. that he is God, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that, that was one point me, that came out for me. Here's another little discipline that we could add to that list. Yeah. Um, Memorising scripture. Oh. I, when, when, I, when I started... At the, uh, I, I did my theological training at the Reformed Theological College, which uh, is based now based in Geelong, but uh, uh, in in Melbourne. And uh, I, the, in that uh, you know tradition, it's it's a it's, it's a tradition that is so really focused on uh, on the word in, in a really w- wonderful way. I think, and uh, one of the things that we did when we first. Um, when I first got there, I remember my uh, New Testament uh, professor uh, giving us pages of biblical verses to memorise. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, what? I've got to memorise all of these, you know. And it has been, that was one of the best things I ever did. Amen. Is, is memor- is, I mean, it, it was, you know, there was, there was a fair bit, but they were all really key verses. Yes. Just key moments yeah. um, in, in in scripture, and to this day, mm-hmm. to this day, Amen. that has been formative. Like I still quote from those verses verbatim mm. to this day yeah. in my preaching and teaching. And uh, I and and the, the other thing um, is that often when with Sons of Korah, we'll do um, sections of the concert where I'll recite other parts of scripture. I mean, I've learnt. Um, Probably a hundred psalms off by heart, so that mm. uh, that's amazing. Mm. Um, but there are a whole lot of other uh, parts of scripture that I have learnt, you know, learnt, uh, and it, it's just, it's it's amazing to have that oh. store 
of of scripture in your mind. So I I I I suggest oh. memorizing scripture as a spiritual discipline Amen. beside all of the others. That's this is a great one. We're putting this one down. My again being raised in the you know, and you've heard me allude to it over the years. You know, con- the conservative <coughs> background that I was raised in. Yeah. <clears throat> I went for most of my life growing up in that in in the independent Baptist church that I grew up in in the Gold Coast. They had the American organization that was popular at the time, and it's still around to this day. Yeah. Called Awana. A W A N A. Okay. Stands for. I haven't heard of it. Stands for approved workmen are not ashamed. Awana. <laughs> I could even sing the song, the theme song, <laughs> that you all get together. It's like a Christian version of the Scouts. Right, right. Okay. You get, you know, pins, awards, okay. uniforms, right. you, you age groups, you're moving wow. into different segments and more responsibility camps and all these type of things, competitions with other Awana groups. Sounds around. A bit scary. <laughs> you know, and as you get older, there's homework assignments and, and things. Goodness. But all the way through it, from the very yeah. beginning, and it starts yeah. for, for preppies, is the memorization mm. of Scripture. And it's it's very well thought off thought out because it is giving you the foundation from the very basics yeah. to a yeah. very complex mm. of a biblical mm. worldview. Yeah. And that tied in with the Bible college that I went to. I went to Word of Life, uh, which is an American, um, you know, uh, college and camping organization, very hands-on with young people. All the way through that, we had uh, – we had memorization scripture packs. I've still got mine sitting mm. in my office um, of verses mm. that led us through, you know, yeah. the idea. So memorizing scripture, I was brought up with that. And yeah. I, as as much as I struggled and as much as I got them wrong half the time and I had to go back yeah. and rememorize, and you had different leaders in both organizations who were looking that you understood and you could okay. speak to it from the heart, like the memorization. Okay. And you say so you budge a word here so, or there wrong. And then you had other leaders where, mm. no, 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 it's not, it's not you, it's thy or uh, right. <laughs> and back to you oh, go. They key. wanted yeah. they wanted it right, you know, type but of did thing. you did you find though that that immunized you against scripture a bit? No, like it not, a, no. not at all. Not at all. I know I know for some it did. I know um you know, again, I was just talking about with someone. It's, it's, it's hard to say that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you know, yes. like I think, um, I think that's great. I just wonder if it's perhaps, uh, and I and I and I do wonder because I'm not like if it's uh, something that's sort of enforced or done in the, you know, could it could it become an over familiarity that ends up immunising your heart to uh, the impact of that uh, truth? A, a little, a little bit, I guess. Um, Depends on the heart, and it depends on the attitude of the person yeah, who's, yeah, who's giving true. you the discipline. There, I mean, I was a weird mm. kid. You know, I was saved at six years old, mm. and I was just talking about this with a friend just over the weekend. Mm. And when I was saved at six years old, people, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, 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 and I, yeah. yeah, saved at six, whatever. You know, when did you really get saved? <laughs> when did yeah, you yeah. rededicate your life? And I was like, no, no, like I, I remember yeah. clearly, yeah, weighing it up. And yeah. and responding to the God, yeah. you know, like I yeah. and as a young child, I was a devout young kid, yeah. and I loved memorizing mm. scripture, mm. not for the religiousness of it, mm. but for wanting that that thought of putting ammunition in my head. Mm. Again, this is a very probably male, masculine way of thinking, but putting the bullets in my in the gun of my brain mm. that the Holy Spirit could use yeah, to, to right, yeah. you know, to to in his arsenal for me. And mm. I cannot tell you how many times mm. in my life I'm I'm facing a dilemma 
and a scripture comes to mind that mm. I memorise as yeah. a child. And I go, oh, yeah, yes, that's right, you know. So, and it's something I, again, I mm. battle with my own children. You know, I've got different verses and stuff. I've, I've been working with them to memorise and mm. it is a struggle and it is a pain to be able to do yeah. it as a, as a, as a casual, trying to be a loving yeah. casual father, you know, it's almost like I want to send them to a boot camp well, that's going to make them yeah. memorise. Actually, I mean, it's one of the things that I have enjoyed doing is reading yeah. scripture to my to my kids, and um, and I, I mean, like I, uh, I, I think I, I got into the habit late. You know what I mean? So my my elders probably had um, had less. Um, and because I was really, I, I was quite, and, and I didn't do it because I thought, you know, like of any legalistic reasons. No. I, I, I felt that, um, uh, I can't even remember why I, because I, it seems like such an obvious thing to mm. do. Mm. But um, it was good because at a time when my eldest probably was at a point where she could really take it in and, and understand that. And so um, I, uh went through, you know, reading through big, you know, parts of scripture, like whole books, you know, and mm. and then uh, it's been a wonderful way to experience, for me actually to experience the text yeah. through the lens of my, I, my I believe I believe eyes. that's I another, that. maybe not a spiritual discipline, maybe we're veering into spiritual practices, but reading reading the Bible aloud together yeah. in a group, yeah. even reading the Bible aloud for me personally by myself, yeah. there's been times where in my daily reading I will read it, I'll think I'm going to read it aloud and my brain responds to yeah. it in a different way. And some, so, you know, some families might do that at the table, or, you know, um, I mean, it, it's a bed. T- it's been a bedtime thing yes. uh, for, for us. We're all, you know, and and it, and I mean, it used to be that I would read to all, <laughs> just like you know. So we we sort of uh, I've, I've staggered it uh, a bit more, but that that as a sort of bedtime. Uh, routine that's been really wonderful. I've I, I've enjoyed that immensely actually yeah. reading. So so I, I recommend that as a discipline, spiritual yep. discipline. All right, let's let's yep. let's wrap it up. Let's take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up Proverbs, and we're going to have a bit of a look what's coming up next yeah. in our reading. You're with DJ and Matt for Thrive Deeper. deeper and this is it we are wrapping up our feels like years and year journey through the Mm. book of proverbs it feels like we've been in proverbs forever but this is it we're wrapping it up as we finish the book of proverbs matt and we finish our uh, particular edition of uh, of thrive that we've been we've been going through i would be amiss if i did not bring up and get you to at least comment on the last chapter of the book of proverbs 
Proverbs 31. Mm. The godly spiritual wife, the oh, woman. Gee, you could have warned me. The, <laughs> I wanted to surprise you because I know. Well, you have. I, <laughs> I know that it is, it, it is at once for some women the greatest mm. joy, the greatest you know, passage like it's been written for them mm. and they dwell in it and they love it and they worship God through this Proverbs book of chapter. Mm. And then you've got the other side of the coin and I'll never forget a, uh, a a writer who writes under the name of Lark News. Before there was the Babylon Bee or before there was other, mm. you know, satirical things that are out there, he was a Christian satirical writer that would put out mm. news items. Mm. One of the funniest guys I've ever, I've ever read in my life as a Christian. And he put out a news story once about how archaeologists had found the missing end of Psalm 31. Right. They said, we found the final verses. You mean that Proverbs 31. Sorry, yeah, uh, pro- Proverbs, sorry Proverbs 31. 31 yeah. Proverbs 31. We found the missing end. These verses have been missing for centuries. We finally right. found it. We finally got them translated. And it said, ha, 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 psych, you know, like as yeah. if anybody could do all of that. Yeah. You know, like, women yeah. just relax. It's okay, you know, yeah. type of thing. And so, for a lot, for a lot of women out there, it is, it is. They see it as a burden or, or some sort of, you know, um, you know, uh, disciplinary thing that can be used against them. Mm. In your, in your walk, um, how, how have you found it? It's the extension of um, the idea of. Uh, well, it's the extent we've talked about a number of topics. In this, in the process, and we've talked about things like work, diligence, and discipline, yeah. and it's an extension of that. Those kind of topics, you know, it's an extension of the big topic of is the work ethic, um, uh, and um, you know, diligence is. It's such a, that that whole topic is really big in uh, in the proverbs, and it really is the last word on that topic yeah. of of diligence and leading a, a diligent life, and and. It, it holds up the Proverbs thirty women. The, the, the Proverbs thirty one woman is held up as the model of the disciplined, productive, diligent life. Yes. Uh, so we've got to think about it in in that way. It, it, is that it's holding up a an example of that. Now the interesting thing is that it doesn't hold up a man. Uh, so, so <clears throat> I mean, but, but it, just in case lo- you think that's... But there is a lot of talk about how a godly king, how godly yeah, sons... Yeah, there is, yeah. There's a lot of maleness all throughout oh, the book. Oh, there is, yeah. Actually, there is, yeah. Uh, and, and, in fact, in, in most of where it talks about uh, discipline and, and work, it's actually addressed to guys. Yes. Um, and saying that, you know, all of the exhortation, you know, the, the, the one, it's like... Uh, the, the man, you know, I, I saw a man who, you know, left his field and yes. he was in poverty the next day. And it talks about husbands and their relations to wives. Yeah, yeah. But, this, so, but this final bit yeah, is so like... this final bit is actually, it's different to the other bit because it's just a picture of what this wise and um, productive, diligent life looks like. Yeah. And, um, dare, and dare I say, say it, even a wealthy... Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, wealthy and, woman. Yeah, that's right. And and so the example is this, you know, is this Proverbs thirty-one woman. It's not. See, it's not saying. It's not saying. It's not like wagging the finger at women, saying you have to be yes. like this. It's a celebration of diligence and productivity. Yes, and it's using this. It's it's using. Uh, a, this woman, this Proverbs 31 woman, as an example yeah. uh, of this. And it's not like it's she's even... I mean, the interesting thing about this is that moves beyond the sort of... Uh, as some people might feel like perhaps it... it um, 
might picture the sort of 1950s housewife to, to use a um, pejorative yes. idea. Uh, well, actually, no, she's running the business. She's running a business and yeah. she's she's a businesswoman. She's organising yeah. the entire she's household. She's a shrewd businesswoman, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's and it's actually not even just the household. It's, yeah. I mean, the, the, the funny thing about this is like, so the husband's, where is he? He's <laughs> sitting at the city gates. Uh, I mean... So he, he he obviously is one of the elders and the judges. Basically, yes, he's yes. a judge, you yeah, know, yeah. and she's you know she's running the business and and so forth. So it's actually not it's not your fifties housewife. This yeah. is a shrewd businesswoman yeah. uh, here, uh, uh, and and but someone who is diligent and, and so that's the point. And and in a way, um, it it balances the whole book of Proverbs because at the start of the book of Proverbs, you've got wisdom personified as a woman. Exactly. Uh, a desiring wisdom, she calls out yep. from the streets and and then the book ends with with back with the, the, this woman yep. who in, in at the start of the book of the Proverbs, she's crying out saying, listen to my words and, and listen to my instruction. Yep. And then at the end, she's exemplifying that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a beautiful finish to the book of Proverbs. I, I, you've, you've hit the nail right on the head and I remember speaking to a dear friend of mine who's a university student and she was really caught up with, yeah. uh, you know, studying gender and gender politics yeah, and all this yeah. type of stuff. So she was arcing up against this Proverbs yeah. 31, you know, being and, – and, and can I say quite rightly in her background had been used as a measuring stick yeah. Again, for women in yeah, the church, yeah. this is the way. Yeah. And she was like back arcing up against it. And I said, no, no, no. Okay, so let's take a step back. You know, we can we can say, look, you know, textually and historically, this is quite revolutionary because yeah. they're holding up a woman in, you know, in the highest and highest yeah. regards. Yeah. And we can say, okay, so we can get into that aspect of it. But let's remove ourselves for that and look at what God's doing in our life right now. I said, can you think of a godly woman in your life that you just look at and go, wow, she's a godly woman. What a great example of what God's yeah. acting in her life. And she was like, yeah, I've got heaps of them around or, or me. Or just a person. Yeah. Because I think the point there is that it's not its not that it's a woman. Yes. It, it's, I mean, it, there's a there's a, a literary kind of a symmetry yes. in it, in actually the example of of the outworking of wisdom being a woman. Yeah. There's, there's a literary symmetry because at the start yes. you've got wisdom crying out personified exactly. as a exactly. woman. Exactly. And then at the end it is... Exemplified yeah. by this productive woman, by this person, and it's not—it's yeah. not saying it's not like picturing a you know, uh, like get back in your box, no. and and because actually it's not like that at no. all. Like she she is doing uh, a whole lot of things, including as I said, running a business. So it's not. I think we we bring this. Uh, yeah, we bring something to the text and see it actually as something that actually is the very opposite yeah. of that confining. Get back in your box. You should be in the home doing this. Yeah. That actually, if you read the text, that is exactly what it isn't doing. Yeah, it's actually uh, uh, it's actually really honouring um, those. It's exemplifying wisdom and it actually happens to choose a, a woman both yeah. for literary reasons and I think it's is a wonderful uh, that brings a wonderful symmetry to the book of Proverbs and I think we can leave our cultural baggage sometimes at yeah. the door and try to read it afresh yeah. you know with new eyes of how of yeah, how it's right. how yeah. it's reading in there that's right okay book of proverbs if you've right. got look, we're going to wrap it in a, in we're, a ribbon. We're going to wrap it in a bow. <laughs> we're going to say as we always say every week if you've got questions please mm. Fire them to us. Even though we're wrapping up, if mm. we get some great questions coming in, we'll we'll either answer them personally yep. via email or we'll do them here on the show. We would love to hear from you, especially yep. if you've got after you've gone through the book of Proverbs, book this book of wisdom, and you've got still got lingering questions. We would love mm. to hear them. What has been your takeaway, Matt, 
in, in going through the book of Proverbs again? Oh, well, it, it's there's not a takeaway. There's been a number, and this is the book of Proverbs deals with so many different issues and topics. And what's been great is we've had the opportunity to talk through those issues and topics, and we have taken a topical approach. Mm. Um, and there, there have been a number of areas in my life, things like discipline and diligence, and uh, you know, stewardship of money, and and uh, I mean, there've been so many. Uh, areas that we have talked about that I have reflected on and put the microscope on my life. And that's what the Proverbs is about, um, uh, giving us uh, this practical wisdom to be more productive people, to more productively live out the blessing of God uh, in our lives. And um, I... I, um, I think I will go back to the book of Proverbs more regularly because I found it immensely inspiring for that mm-hmm. for that reason. Awesome. Looking ahead, we're about to open up and crack open a brand new edition yeah, of Thrive. Right. Yeah. Uh, most people, if you've get the uh, if you get the physical copy mailed out to you or you pick it up from wherever you get it from, you've probably got it there and you're probably yep. uh, getting ready to uh, start into the book of and probably have started. Yeah. As, as we're yeah, as you're probably a couple out. of chapters yeah. in. Yeah. Refreshingly different. Yeah, from Matthew and Mark. Yeah. I mean, I, I am I am super excited about getting into the Gospels again, and I've. Um, I've been reading ahead, I'm cheating, getting ahead. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I have found some gold. I'm telling you, I've found some I'd love to get into it now, but yeah. I'm not going to. Uh, in, in next week we'll start to get into Even what, one, of the, one of the things that I have really discovered afresh is actually the structure of the Gospel of Matthew. Mm. I know that sounds funny, but the structure has spoken to me. Wow. Uh, in, a, in a really powerful way and we can talk about that uh, as we go because it's so deliberately put together. All the Gospels are ordered in slightly different ways mm. and and the way that Matthew structures his account uh, is it's just brilliant. Mm. Um, so we're doing Matthew and Mark uh, together. Mark they, is, is the the first of the Gospels to, to be written mm-hmm. and there's some evidence of them uh, of the of Matthew and Luke borrowing from Mark or borrowing from a source similar to what Mark yeah. used. So Mark's a bit of a template for some of the stories. Yeah, and although stuff like that. there are some, even though Mark is the shortest, yeah. there are passages where uh, where Mark is more expansive. There are certain um, episodes mm. that Mark gives us more information than Matthew. It's just that um, Matthew and Luke narrate more episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, looking forward to getting into into the Gospels, and and I mean the the, t- the, the title of of the edition is Rediscovering Jesus, and and I and I think it's just great to come back to the Gospels. It's so much the foundations of our faith, getting back to looking at Jesus and who he was, what he taught, and his example. There's just so much to learn from that. Is there anything? And we'll wrap it up with this one for this for this week. Bouncing into Matthew from the book of Proverbs, mm. you know, like a real Old Testament mm. Jewish wisdom literature, mm. going into the book of Proverbs, has that gear change been like a, a crunch or has it been, oh, the, the, I've got to found – like how is this yeah. going from – I know I know because, you know, reading the Gospels in the light of different other works of the Old Testament – 
or even other books of the New Testament, sometimes can be really refreshing or yeah. eye-opening in a different way. Has that been a process for you at this point? Well, it's been interesting going from the book of Proverbs to the book of Matthew because I have recognised how proverbial some of Jesus' teaching actually is. Uh, like, you know, a blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are, you know, the, the yeah. Beatitudes, for example, are, are very proverbial. and uh, But they're proverbial in a way that seems to flip things on their head yes. a bit. Um, blessed are those in, who hunger and thirst. For, you know, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those, the poor in spirit. Uh, like these, these are not the sorts of people that that you would expect the Book of Proverbs no. to say are blessed, and yet Jesus is using that kind of saying, that proverbial yeah. style saying, uh, to actually flip some things on their heads. Not in, not in a way that's new, because those ideas are all there in, in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, but it's but for, but for the listeners, it would have been very subversive. Yeah, and and. And Jesus is the personification of wisdom. Yeah. He is wisdom. He is the wisdom of God in the flesh. Mm. And so it's been very interesting to go from the Proverbs and to reread uh, Jesus uh, as a teacher and the proverbial nature of his, of his teaching. And there, there, there's a number of elements in which is very proverbial. Um, and uh, and to, to see it through through that lens and, and even to maybe contrast it in the Proverbs, not that it contradicts the Proverbs, but that he uses this proverbial style in order to f- flip things uh, up. You know, those who, who are first will be last and the last will be first. And that yeah. uh, seems really illogical. So it's just, it's really brilliant. Awesome, awesome. So uh, as we wrap up this one and we get ready and we're <coughs> already starting to read the book of book of Matthew, is there an overwhelming theme or thought or question you want us to hold in our minds as we read through these Gospels? Um, I mean, it says we're rediscovering Jesus. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, well, I mean, Matthew particularly, want, he's the one that's showing that Jesus is the fulfilment. This is, you know, Jesus the fulfilment of, of the Old Testament prophecies, Jesus the Messiah mm. uh, coming. So it's very... It's a very, it's the most Jewish of the Gospels and it has some classic prophetic themes. So in your mind, think about the prophets and the reaction to the prophets and yeah. um, and and I think that will, uh, similar things happen. It's, it's very, uh, it, it follows a lot of very um, important patterns that we can draw over from, from the Old Testament. As I mentioned something about the structure, look at the structure, look at how, look at what happens as Jesus starts his ministry and then you get, uh, you get all of this, these miracles and then there's a bit of a change uh, and then and, and you, you get episodes uh, and, and be, as you read, um, uh, just keep an eye out for patterns of events and how Matthew's clustering them together. I know that might seem a little in-depth for some people. I think just most of all, uh, if that's, if you, I mean, don't get too bogged down in that. I would say the most important thing is that when you're reading about what Jesus did and said, you need to say to yourself, this is what, this is who God is, this is what God is like and this is what God wants. you to head over to thrive today 
www.matthewcarter.net.au. Now, over there, not only can you catch up with everything that Matthew and I are doing with this podcast, but you can also get your subscription to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide. You can get that as a physical book. Have a listen to this. Can you hear that? That's the physical book right there in my hot little hand. You can do that as a physical book, but you can also get it as an ebook. You can get it in, in, a, in a version that is available for a different type of ebook readers, including the Kindle. That is all available for you over at thrivetoday.net.au. We don't want you to miss out on the daily reading that this podcast is based on. Well, while you're there, make sure you have a look around, poke around and, and uh, recommend us to your friends. Share the website to your friends. You can do that on your social media. Why don't you just make a Facebook post right now and say, hey, everybody, check out thrivetoday.net.au. I love it. And so will you. There you go. I've written it for you. It couldn't be easier. (laughs) So until next week, I cannot wait. We're getting into the gospel of Matthew. We'll see you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Thrive Deeper. We value all our listening community. If you are on Facebook, search and like Thrive Today page to get all of our latest updates. Our home on the internet is at thrivetoday.net.au. There you can subscribe to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide and contact us directly. That's at thrivetoday.net.au. Our music is provided by the talented Rod Gear. For more information, head to rodgearmusic.com. The podcast is recorded at the studios of Geelong Christian Media Incorporated, then edited and produced by DJP.fm. Join the conversation online with nearly 400 other listeners at facebook.com slash groups slash Thrive Deeper. Until next time, Thrive. Thrive.